0: Now, crime has a new enemy, and justice has a brand new face.
1: Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And this is the first week of February. Welcome to the future.
0: The month of love. Yeah. And and of black history.
1: This is also the month of us exploring skeletons in the closet of Oscar contenders. Um uh, last week, I said I wasn't going to do supporting um, categories, but I decided we're actually going to do one movie from each category. Okay. Um, so first, we're visiting the Best Actress category. We're going to watch Frances McDormand Slummit in Darkman. What?
0: Uh, did you uh, pick these actors at random, or are these like the lead contenders in each category, or are these just movies that you wanted to
1: pick? It was just movies I wanted to pick, okay. basically. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I did my research the morning that the Oscar announcements were made. Um, and I looked up the actors, and some of them just had no horror in their repertoire. And I was like, oh, this isn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. What? Um,
0: Gary Holdman has not done horror?
1: Well, he has. Did you want to watch Bram Stoker's Dracula? Actually, kind of do. Actually, the movie's pretty good, but I had seen it already. Aww. And I didn't feel like it. Okay. Um, he was also in Hannibal, which was not good.
0: Hannibal? Is that the second one?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we saw that, didn't we? Yeah, we did, and it was bad. It was good. Hannibal flips Julianne Moore's hair from a carousel and that's a scare scene
0: I was freaked out
1: I don't know I mean the part where they uh, crack open Rayliota's brain's brain is pretty great
0: yeah that's the one scene that I remember forever yeah. for always
1: anyway um, spoilers I guess for Hannibal but- sorry you know that came out 17 years ago and you're welcome because now you don't have to watch Hannibal. It's only okay at Go best. Go ahead and watch
0: it. You have Brennan's blessing.
1: Sure, whatever. Um, yeah, we will be discussing the 1990 Sam Raimi movie Darkman starring Liam Neeson. Hey, that's fun. And Francis McDormand. Also part of my um, decision process for these movies was because Francis McDormand is not the main character in this movie. You're not going to find starring roles in horror movies for all these people. Yeah. Um. So I also picked ones with actual stars that I thought were interesting as well because mm-hmm. like if we're only seeing Frances McDormand for 20 minutes we might as well have someone else interesting to look at
0: yeah one thing I like I have to co- commend you my good friend okay. on uh, picking this movie because I did not know it existed I did not know that this was ever an idea that someone could cook, up mm-hmm. and sure enough it was and it yes, was a it delight was. to watch
1: sure we'll see about that a surprising delight but first let's do 10 word reviews of movies we watched in the ne- in the previous week all right, and, and
0: because I always go first, uh-huh. I will start us off.
1: Okay, I was going to say, though, I think these 10-word reviews are going to dry up so fast because Sergio just started the semester for grad school. So oh. we'll see <laughs> if we can keep up the rate that we've been doing.
0: All right, let's see. Forever My Girl. Uh, not as bad as I remember, not as good as it wishes.
1: Oh, and Forever My Girl. Honestly, the trailers before this made more of an impression. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Paddington the... Only, oh, no. Lovely Bear Sells Me on Marmalade Sandwiches and Dietary Secrets. Ooh.
1: And my review of Paddington is an earnest, charming, candy-colored treat. Should I
0: try marmalade? You should. You have, should. have you had it? No, but I mean, this is... Like, this bear is giving me the dietary secrets. And uh, he is the only bear whose diet I will, like, believe. Because poo is
1: him. too much into honey, which yeah. is all sugar. Which marmalade's all sugar, too, but at least it's fruit-based.
0: And it's, like, it's in between uh, two carb sand two pieces of bread like that's good carbo loading
1: that can't be healthy that can be very healthy okay
0: before a run excellent
1: probably okay so next one
0: paddington 2 um proves that 2018 movies are already better than 2017 movies
1: oh man yeah yeah absolutely um even including forever my girl (laughs) Uh um paddington 2 a brilliant beautiful continuation sally hawkins shines i cry (laughs)
0: <laughs> God, she was so good in this She was radiant She was radiant. so
1: funny and good
0: And the filmmaking was just so beautiful The Paddington movies
1: are a marmalade flavored treat for everyone It's
0: a storybook come
1: alive Yes, like Babe We've been having some solid children's entertainment presented to us <laughs> From the 90s and from now mm-hmm. Honestly, there are definitely some comparisons between the Paddington movies and like Babe picking the city a little, yeah, because they're both kooky. Yeah, well, it's like it's an innocent thrust into the reality of the city, uh-huh. and oh, Pantin's so good, and it's also, uh, like this uplifting story about immigration. Uh-huh. That's like, hey, England brexit was a mistake everyone Uh we're so sorry yeah um anyway we rate all of our movies on scariness campiness fx and quality and sometimes we talk about brexit um but first here is the plot of dark man (sighs) when thugs employed by a crime boss lead a vicious assault on dr peyton wilder liam neeson leaving him literally and psychologically scarred an emergency procedure allows him to survive Upon his recovery, Wilder can only find solace by returning to his scientific work developing synthetic skin and seeking revenge against the crime boss. He assumes a Phantom Avenger persona called Dark Man, who with malleable facial qualities is able to infiltrate and sow terror in the criminal community. Um, This is the first Sam Raimi movie that I've seen between... um, Well, I guess Army of Darkness came out after this one. But between the Evil Dead movies and, like drag M- spider-man i guess he had a whole period <laughs> like all of his 90s period minus our Ar- army of darkness i have not seen mm-hmm. so i was interested to check this one out um and i'd be interested to know if you were scared by it at all what's your scariness ranking
0: um i'm gonna be very generous to it okay so am i okay. okay um explain your rationale no tell me yours okay all right so i'm so not much feeding for, you the answers on this one so much for being polite you know i was gonna let you go first uh I thought that if I were a child and I had seen this movie, and I feel like these movies were for children, um, boys from, I don't know, 5 to 15. Yeah, tell uh, me, what
1: what are the key demos, you think? <laughs> no, okay, so.
0: Uh, I would be a little freaked out by just kind of like the evil characters and some of the action sequences were kind of spooky and state of the art at the time.
1: Yeah, and uh, the crime boss as played by Larry Drake. AKA Dr. Giggles, AKA uh, he was in Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, which uh-huh. is good.
0: Yeah. And um, since you brought up Spider Man, I remember the first time that I saw that movie. Like, you kind of know that Spider Man's never in any real danger, sort of. Like, you know, everything's going to work out in the end, but you don't know what twists and turns are uh-huh. going to, like, fall on your hero to get to that point. Um, and the
1: Green Goblin is scary.
0: Yeah. Um, and so is uh, what happens to Darkman. Like, he. Uh, uh-huh.
1: uh, Mr. Steven Darkman. <laughs>
0: He undergoes some severe burns. Spoilers, um, and it's freaky to look at him like a uh, at the beginning, initially, uh-huh. and like it's just it's a jarring image and it's kind of freaky. Yeah,
1: and the the burns that give him the strained, burned voice of a Brit attempting to do an American accent. <laughs> uh huh. Um, so, what's some of your reasons for finding it scary? No, I I mean it it takes on a lot of like classic monsters in universal monster qualities. Like there are qualities of the mummy in him, and the Invisible Man, and even uh, like the Hunchback of Notre Dame, Uh the Phantom of the Opera. Uh Like he's this kind of classic movie monster mixed with a superhero, and there's there's a scene where he's, like, first escaped from the hospital and he's all burned, and he approaches Frances McDormand, who is the reason we're watching this movie. Uh Um, she plays his uh girlfriend, who's an attorney. Who kind Like, the reason he got attacked is because she had a memorandum that was going to expose some bribes that the crime boss people did. Um, there's this scene, just it's pouring rain, um, which, you know, happens all the time in L.A. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Spoiler alert, it does not.
1: No, there's literally a scene where he's in an alley that's so flooded it's like a bathtub that got stoppered. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but... Yeah, so he's approaching Frances McDormand in the rain, and he's trying to reunite with her, and she gets all freaked out, and he's just like limping across this rainy street, and it's it's really beautiful, but also very frightening, and he's he can't talk yet, he's like, Urgh. yeah, it's it's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. and um, oh man, the part where I mean this is more like crime movie e than horror movie e, but in the the opening scene involves Larry Drake using a cigar cutter to cut off a like a an enemy's fingers, and that was pretty intense.
0: Oh, yeah, that scene freaked me to freak out. Like, I could not (laughs) look at it. Um, I would actually, it was very cold when we saw this, so it was like I had a coat on, so I just hid my face in the
1: coat. you burrowed in there.
0: Um, Because that's just so, It's I guess, not like Black Swanee, where you saw Natalie Portman, like, pull off her fingertips or whatever.
1: Uh Um, Like, it's just you saw fingers being cut off, and that freaked me out. No, that that gore, like that intimate gore mm-hmm. of things that involving teeth or fingers mm-hmm. or fingernails mm-hmm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. That's uh, so much more affecting than seeing someone get their head ripped off.
0: Yeah, and even though like I was looking away the entire time, uh, I would occasionally look back to see, like because he was cutting them one by one by one. Yeah, so it's clear that the guy was just hiding his fingers under his hand. Um, like you never saw blood squirting out really. No, it was not a gory scene. Uh huh. So like you could tell it was fake and that. Nothing bad was really happening to anybody.
1: Um, like there was no real movie magic, is what I'm trying to get at. No, there. Uh, not in terms of gore, uh-huh. but in terms of like cutting around violence, but making you feel it still. That I, I that qualifies as movie magic to uh-huh. me. The magic of the cinema.
0: Okay. Um. But it was still a freaky scene and a no, freaky right. thing to include is what I was getting at.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um. But other than that, it's not really a scary movie. It's more of a sci-fi action. Kinda sorta horror monster movie
0: Yeah I was trying to find it in the horror section At our local video yeah. store Yeah, And Brennan was like it's in sci-fi And I was like already with the lies we begin
1: <laughs> Yeah this is I think of all the ones we're watching this month This is the least horror-y That I was really struggling in the lead actress category mm-hmm. To find anything um, I mean we could have watched Death Becomes Her But we did that last year
0: Who's? Excuse, sorry excuse me Who was in that? Middle Street. Oh yeah
1: Anyway okay. Um, I
0: forgot, she was nominated for Best Actress this year. Look,
1: she made a movie this year, so... It's just, it's in the,
0: it's in the bylaws now yeah, of exactly. the Academy.
1: So, uh, how about campiness? How do you feel about the campiness of this movie? Three. Three? So did I. We gotta stop agreeing so much on the movies we watch. Well, it,
0: because I go first, it's technically you agreeing with me, so...
1: I didn't say you agreed with me, I said we agree. So
0: So I say the first thing. Yeah. Exactly. You agree with me, so yeah. you're agreeing with me. I know. I'm not really agreeing with you. Okay. So it's you have to stop agreeing with me.
1: I'm sorry. We still we still I I agree that I shouldn't agree. <laughs> so we can have a more substantial conversation. But also I guess we're still arguing anyway, so it works out.
0: Yeah. We're arguing about nothing. It's like Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh so, what did I find campy about this movie? Yeah, yes.
1: that I was going to. You um, interrupted me. <laughs>
0: what was campy? Uh, just the overall... Well, first off... I, um, I
1: hope... I think I know what you're going to bring up, and I hope...
0: Um, it was the 90s. Oh, okay. I have no idea what you're going to... Okay, I, I'm waiting to see... Okay, okay. On, I'm going back. It was <laughs> the 90s. It was the 90s. Um, so, 3D technology, CGI, oh. all of that was very new. So Sam Raimi, drunk on his power <laughs> uh, as a filmmaker, sought to include certain things over and over and over again because he simply could. And that was like the 3D rendering of um, the nose because part of the film is that uh, Leo Mason is a doctor and he can make skin uh, using this machine, using computers and like a 3D printer.
1: Which... Yeah, it, it was really ahead of its time. It, this movie invented the 3D printer. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: But the technology's like... With 2018 eyes, the technology is so fake. Like, it's just this green screen computer. Um, I don't even know what you call those things that you put your hand in and the nails come out.
1: Yeah, like like those things that's you, you compared it to a Spencer's Gifts thing uh-huh. where it has all those little plastic rods and you put your finger in it and it makes the impression of your hand. On the other side of it. Yeah.
0: Um, and you saw that, like, being used to help make this 3D image. And I was like, okay, this is just so, so fake. Whatever. Um. But Sam Raimi insisted on showing us that every single time he made a new face or a new hand or a new nose. I was like, okay, come on, homie. Like, we know that this is impressive, that you can do this, that you can show us this. But, like, you could cut out 15 minutes by just taking out
1: all those scenes. I do agree. I don't agree that that was the problem with the pacing of this movie. All right. Um, I think we do spend a lot of time with Darkman just being – just kind of crying or yelling or – just developing his science. Mm-hmm. Um, there's literally a montage where it with it's it's a cute montage with little test tubes floating by, um, but also we see him pouring one colored liquid into another colored liquid because science. Yeah, and it's like, is he a chemist? Like I don't know <laughs> how. I guess he he's inventing a synthetic skin, so I guess that might have happened at some point in that uh-huh. process, but. It, there's just a lot of time spent with him, like getting back on his feet and finding his lair and doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Can we skip to the part where he steals people's faces?" Okay. Um. Anyway, so yeah, basically, his superpower is he can take pictures of people and turn that into a 3D mask of skin that like makes him look exactly like them. Mm-hmm. He's also super and, strong, right? Yeah, he's strong because and he doesn't feel pain. Uh huh. Um,
0: Except. It's a weird one where he doesn't feel a pain, but he feels heightened emotions.
1: Yeah, because of this procedure that happened at the hospital that they just inflicted on this Uh homeless man they found burned up in the river. Uh So he doesn't feel literal pain, but he does feel unethical.
0: He doesn't feel um, literal pain, but he feels pain of the heart.
1: He does. Except I, I just feel like I never got that from him. Like maybe Liam Neeson couldn't act all the way through the makeup. Or maybe the script wasn't serving him well.
0: I mean, I think a lot of problems can be traced back to the script.
1: Yeah. I, I I, just didn't feel... I didn't feel enough for Darkman that when he was feeling things, I was like, move on. Can we... I don't care. Can we put on some faces and punch people? Yeah. Um, yeah there just,
0: was a lot of action missing from this movie. Yeah. A lot of it was... Like it rem- I've never seen the movie that I'm about to mention and make reference to. Okay. But it reminded me a lot of what I imagine the Phantom of the Opera is. Like just some lowly, uh, ugly, well not, ugly monster man. Uh, mis- un- uh, misformed?
1: Uh, Deformed. He has facial differences. <laughs>
0: a man who is not uh, camera pretty. Uh, just like complaining and singing and moaning for like about two hours. That's kind of what that reminded me of.
1: Yeah, it it was very deliberately paced mm-hmm. in the action. We'll talk about that later. Um, I want to talk very, about- It's
0: very, it's more um, Repo the Genetic Opera. Oh, than, I don't know about that. Than I expected this movie to be.
1: Okay. Okay, okay, I get what you're saying. But yeah, there are- Campiness, I am giving it a three because there are some beautiful Sam Raimi moments of just pure lunacy that jump out of the camera at you. Uh Um, One of my favorite is the beginning when these two crime families are kind of squaring off. There's a guy with a wooden leg, and then it turns out that the leg is a machine gun, and his partner pulls off the leg and starts shooting everyone. Okay, that was funny. Yeah, and then the villain's hopping around.
0: (laughs) That was so so good. so funny. Just like, like Brennan described, like the, the leg turned into a machine gun and offs everyone, and then everyone's dead, and there's just one guy left, uh-huh. and uh, you just turn back to look at the, the victors, the people who just like massacred this entire team, and the guy whose leg is taken, he's just hopping off on one leg, <laughs> yeah. back and forth. Oh, it's so good. Forth.
1: It's so good. Um, and there's also another great Sam Raimi scene where... Um, Francis McDormand and Liam Neeson go to a carnival and Liam Neeson's put on his Liam Neeson face so he looks like himself even though he's still a monster underneath. Uh Uh-huh. And he... He's like Daddy Bullseye and so he throws the thing at the cans and the cans explode or whatever and he's supposed to win this pink elephant but the carny won't give it to him and Liam Neeson gets real intense about the elephant and he's like, I won a pink elephant Uh for my girlfriend. And... So he breaks the Carney's fingers uh-huh. and then there's this awesome shot. I don't remember if it's all one shot or three quick cuts, but you see um, he like Liam Neeson breaks the fingers and then you see the Carney scream and you see Liam Neeson roar and then you see Francis McDormand scream. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful moment. Uh-huh. Like the timing of that is sublime. Uh-huh. It's so good.
0: It's very funny um you were like beside yourself laughing
1: yeah it was so like it it does have moments of that manic energy that the evil dead has Uh and then a lot of it's
0: real slow and dull well i mean that kind of does hype up those manic moments though
1: it does it does feel like they come out of nowhere Uh um but that seems pretty great
0: you can't have sunshine without a little rain brendan that's so true dolly
1: parton wise lady
0: all right, so our last category is no third like, category. Our third, we have how many categories? We have four. Yeah, our third category is effects, and so Brennan, I'm giving it a four.
1: I'm giving it a three.
0: Discord, hooray, finally the discourse. Um, I thought the effects were pretty cool. Um, I thought they were used a little too much. Um, but like are,
1: you're talking about the like computer generated effects of the yeah. like science and stuff.
0: Yeah, some were used too much. Some were just fine. Uh-huh. Uh, but like. <laughs> one thing that I found funny was you saw um, Sam Raimi really utilize computer generated crashes very well or explosions very well cause oh, I yeah. would see like they were dropping bombs literally
1: on like an LA bridge that was crazy
0: uh yeah uh and it like was like the, a bazooka or something. Oh, whatever. Uh, so something was happening to the bridge, right? And so you would see explosions go off, but then you would kind of see them curl around the structure. So like <laughs> literally nothing happened to these stone bridges. That, uh-huh. Should they be bombed or whatever, like shot, like something's going to happen to them. Like it's going to.
1: There's going to be some rubble.
0: Yeah. But no, you just kind of saw it unfurl, And I was <laughs> like, okay, so it's a whole lot of nothing is really what these explosions are doing. Okay.
1: So you liked the effects.
0: Yeah. They were decorative. Okay, Um,
1: they were cool. They were decorative. Okay, and I'm gonna give it a three out of five. Like there were definitely some cool effects that were made by Tony Gardner, who I believe made Chucky from Child's Play. What? I think so. You have Um, a
0: like a device like feet from you? Can you you can discover? Yeah, I'm trying to have a conversation. Okay, fine. I'll look him up. Tony Gardner. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. G a r d n e r. Um, you smell so quickly. Thank you. There's plenty of like bubbling faces because his, his synthetic skin can't last past 99 minutes in the when exposed to sunlight. So like his faces start to bubble and melt off of him and it creates some pretty grotesque things. And his monster makeup is pretty great. His face, the lower half of his jaw is all burned away. So he's just this like chattering skeleton mouth. huh.
0: The mouth was freaky looking. Yeah, no, it was great.
1: Yeah. Um, that's where the phantom slash hunchback stuff kind of really comes in but i i don't i this movie wasn't trying to be a horror movie so much but i just wish it was a little gorier like i feel like it could have been so fun actually like seeing the fingers get chopped off Uh or actually seeing like i think um i think this is ted Raimi, but like one of the nerdier crime syndicate guys gets his head stuck out of a manhole and he gets run over by a car. Uh-huh. And it's just very uh, elliptical about the violence. It cuts away from a lot of it, mm-hmm. and I think it could have been much more Sam Raimi-esque and fun if it included that uh-huh. as part of it. Okay. Anyway, did you look up Tony Gardner?
0: Um I did, and I don't know if he did all the Chucky movies, but he certainly did Seed of Chucky.
1: Okay. I think he did the first one as well, but I might be wrong. Um Yeah, so that that's where I'm landing on the 3 out of 5. Um, those teeth are great, though. His, his monster teeth.
0: The teeth were unnerving.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's synthesize all of this, though. What's your overall quality score?
0: Um, you know what? Come back to me. Okay.
1: I'm going to give it a three out of five. I think it, it struck an interesting balance between Sam Raimi's more exciting impulses and like a boring like origin story of a superhero type uh-huh. situation. Uh-huh. I think the concept is great. I think it didn't totally explore it all the way that I wish it had. Yeah, like he is called Dark Man, and it's because the synthet- synthetic skin can only survive in the dark. But they never incorporate that into his powers at all. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing about him lurking in the dark, l- and that would m- that would tie it in with a universal monsters more with Dracula and things mm-hmm. like that. It's just always it imposes a time limit on how long he can pose as any of these crime people. But it it he he doesn't hide in the dark. I don't get... Why is he called that? It? Like, it it, it it, could have been so much more interesting if they included that element or explored it w- way more than they did. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no reason to in- include that light made it happen. They mm-hmm. could have just imposed this time limit and it would have been fine.
0: Uh-huh. But Time Man doesn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> time Man.
1: <laughs> Clock Man. Yeah. of Flav.
0: Time Limit Man.
1: Yeah. And it, it's just like... The, his amplified emotions don't super play in. He does have a meltdown at one point.
0: It's uneven. It's like it's an ambitious effort, but it's uneven, and ultimately, this unevenness just falls flat.
1: Yeah, and I, I do th- I do think that's why I felt it fell flat. Uh-huh. Like it could have be- there just there's feels that there's things that feel conspicuously missing uh-huh. about this character, and um, so the action scenes aren't like the best. Uh-huh. Like one of them is just him hanging from a hook off of a helicopter for so long.
0: <laughs> yeah. That-
1: and nothing really ha- comes of that.
0: Except L.A. is bombed. Yeah. Um. I'm going to give this movie. I'm really torn because I want to give it a three. Like the child that's in me, like had he seen this movie as a child or had I seen it as a child, um, I would be probably in love with it. To be honest with you, I would probably think it was one of those great movies that kids just for whatever reason fall in love with and think like this is action, like this is cinema, like this action story, Uh this origin story of this hero, this guy, this vigilante hero. But I'm seeing it at this age and I just can't help but feel kind of what you said, that everything just falls flat. Like nothing really comes together in the end. Like yes, it's a cohesive story, so whatever. Um, But I'm just left wanting more. Uh Uh-huh. and uh, I found him to be a little bit too whiny for my taste, so I have to give him a two.
1: Yeah, he was definitely a mopey hero.
0: And I, I think this... And then, sorry, some of okay. the effects, although beautiful, which earn it that four, are just nonsensical. Like, when... Uh, I don't remember exactly what happens, but um, when Darkman, I guess, becomes Darkman in the hospital, there's like that flurry of images. Yeah, there's one, a lot of that. Yeah, and there's one like that happens multiple times
1: in the movie. The, like superimposed imagery.
0: Yeah, and then one of them is like him in a jester hat, laughing and like turning oh, yeah. his head back and forth. And I'm like, there is no reason for this to be in here.
1: Uh huh. Look, I'm happy there is, exists a movie where we get to see Liam Neeson in a jester hat. No, but yeah. It could have been more organic, I guess. This
0: movie. Um, for those of you who love making gifts in your spare time, uh, this movie is perfect for that because there's that one, and then there's that one with Frances McDormand where she's um, yeah,
1: it, um, she's finding out that Liam Neeson exploded.
0: Uh huh. And then it's like fast forwards her just into the cemetery, like at his gravesite.
1: Yeah, it fades to her in a veil. Uh huh. Um, which is that's great. Another great gift I forgot to mention in the pink elephant scene when his rage finally breaks you see him in the background behind him kind of explodes into all these little like shattered glass pieces Mm -hmm. that come back together behind him. And then he flips out Uh and that's such a cool image. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of really interesting stuff going on, Mm -hmm. but just not enough. Um, Yeah. What did you think of Frances McDormand in this movie? She is the reason we came here.
0: I mean, I think it was clear even then that she kind of has this spellbinding effect on you. Like she's someone who you're just you're interested in, and you kind of want to know more of.
1: Yeah, and we don't get to know yeah. more of her because yeah. she's she's very the lowest lane. She's staying at home, hoping Dark Man's okay. Uh huh. Going to the fair.
0: She isn't your um, not to be rude, but she isn't your typical um, female uh, ca- archetype in these in these movies. She's not the like damsel in distress.
1: I think she absolutely is. I disagree with that cause Fine. she gets she kidnapped by the fit. bosses and tied up literally.
0: She doesn't fit that image. She's not a Oh, she doesn't look like that. Yeah. She's not a freaking a who's a babe? Yeah.
1: Not not a no, and she's she's very attractive. Uh-huh. In the movie and in real life. But uh-huh. like she's not like a like a Barbie. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: like she has some acting chops, is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, you, you feel that she's a person. Mhm. Which is great. mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
0: So I think she gives
1: the character depth, makes her uh-huh. a person. There you go. Yeah, which is totally speaks to her because the character is not really does. Uh-huh. She doesn't really do anything.
0: Uh-huh. i sorry. sorry. Uh, let me clarify that, that. Let me clarify that. <laughs> let me clarify uh-huh. that up just a little bit. I feel like that character could so easily have gone to someone who looked like Marilyn Monroe, you know, like a yeah. porn star Barbie type character. But I feel like Sam Raimi, being the genius that he is, uh, put Frances McDormand in it because Uh he recognized that she has some acting chops and that she has that kind of just like spellbinding effect that makes you want to watch her on screen. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And um, Sam Raimi and the Coens worked together a lot in the beginning of their respective careers. Really? Yeah, um, because the Coens, they were... I think they were involved in the editing of Evil Dead, or at least they visited the editing room. I don't remember exactly how, but they worked together a lot. Um, and so Frances McDormand obviously works with them on pretty much all their movies, and she's uh-huh. married to one of them. Um, Good for her. Lock that down. So I think her relationship with Sam Raimi through them definitely helped her um, because Darkman, she's the second build in Darkman. She wasn't super a thing Yeah, I think... At um, the time, I don't believe.
0: Who was the evil guy,
1: Dumpman? I have no idea. Fake Trump?
0: (laughs) No, not him. Uh, The, like, villain guy. The guy who cut people's fingers off. Oh, the Larry Drake. Durant. Yeah, I thought he was probably the second character, like, who we saw the most of on screen.
1: Yeah, we definitely see him more than we see Francis McDormand. Uh And he's... Honestly, I think Larry Drake was maybe a more marketable name than Francis McDormand at the time. But I... I might be totally wrong. I'm not super keyed into her career trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it was interesting seeing her, and it was interesting seeing like her and Liam Neeson so much younger. Um, but I feel like we didn't get a huge sense of her as an actress other mm-hmm. than that she redeemed this kind of nothing role. Mm-hmm. But anyway... I'm going to tell you what we're watching next week. But first, here's how you can contact the show. You can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, Rate and review us. Uh, uh, Thank you again to Milo Mook. We're getting that ice cream out to you. Um, Yeah, and he's cool.
0: Yeah, you're a cool dude. You're the first person who wanted the ice cream. Or you, you could have offered him all the DVD things that we've offered. Oh, yeah, you the know years.
1: what? Um, the, Yeah, the, the ice cream, he has claimed our ice cream prize that is uh-huh. off the table now. Yeah. Because we realize it's <laughs> kind of difficult to do.
0: Um, well, nobody um, cared. It was offered like years ago. And then it was like, hey, we finally asked yeah. someone.
1: Although I will say our next the next person who reviews us, um, we are on the table. We are going to offer a digital download code for the new movie Cult of Chucky, which
0: or Bad Grandpa,
1: Dirty Grandpa, whatever. But no, or it's gonna nerd. be it's gonna be Cult of Chucky. Okay. I decided. Okay. Don't undermine my authority. All right. Excuse uh, me, Cartman. <laughs> no, that's that's something that's actually like maybe a little bit desirable. Okay. I liked Cult of Chucky a lot. Okay. It was in my top 10 horror movies of last year. I shall not deny you your authority. And I would like to share it with the world. So if you review us, you can get that Get that in. All right, cool. Um, that was a good movie, FYI. Yeah, also, I don't know if our dirty grandpa download code expired or not. So I can't promise that. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, yeah, so do you want to know what we're watching next week? Um, I certainly do because okay. I'll be watching it. Yeah, we're heading over to the best actor category. and Which actor? Uh, The actor we're going to be hitting up is Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out.
0: Oh, are we going to be watching that movie I've heard so much about starring Aaron Taylor Johnson called Chat Room?
1: Yes, we're watching a 2010 British thriller called Chat Room about how the internet will kill you. Um, Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya is, I think, fifth build in it, but I think it's about a group of five teens, so I think he's involved. He probably dies first. Probably. Um, You know... Hey, look oh. who's
0: laughing now! Okay, he's at the Oscars.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh man, like the fact that Get Out was nominated for that many different things is so awesome. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, another situation where Daniel Kaluuya is not the star, but at least we get to watch t- Aaron Taylor Johnson also slum it in a horror movie. Uh huh. And also, Imogen Poots is in it. <laughs> hey. So we'll know a couple people in this situation, and I hope it's not terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll I see. I do
0: love those movies that like are. I wanna say they're not hole in the wall movies. Uh like
1: B teen Bop teeny bopper B movies.
0: Yeah, just B rated movies. Um
1: Forgotten. made on a budget. Yeah. But
0: like have housed some stars.
1: Yeah, they, they helped them on their rise.
0: Uh, like Leprechaun gave way to uh, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Or uh
1: He Knows You're Alone with Tom Hanks. Exactly
0: what I was yeah. thinking. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. So uh all right, so is that it for us, Brennan?
1: I do believe so. Um, our theme song is "A Beat for You" by Pseudo Echo. Check them out. Always, they're so good. And until <laughs> next week with chat room, uh, good luck on your journey and stay cold, everybody. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart.
0: Hello there, I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense?
1: Don't go in there.
0: Buckets of blood and human excrement.
1: Horrible.
0: Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle. Let me see them. Um. And radical hairstyles.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Then you should check out the Gore Gab podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. Hello. You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gore Gab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out CupholderRadio.com. It's a podcast for the weird at heart.